When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit forward. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And my name is David, and I love Star Wars. Happy Easter, everyone. It looks like it's just going to be me today for this particular podcast, but I really wanted to do a podcast and talk about this new information that just dropped. Um, Rupert Friend and Bryce Dallas Howard had some really interesting comments, and I wanted to talk about them. Um, In particular, Bryce Dallas Howard, she was interviewed by someone on a kind of a, um, I think a mother and daughter type interview. And she was asked about Star Wars and they made mention of liking the Clone Wars. And she kind of kind of went off topic and was like, well, if you love the Clone Wars without saying anything, you're really going to enjoy and be rewarded watching the Ahsoka series. So... I know we just got the book of Boba Fett and we kind of, um, I wouldn't say we were truly um, disappointed by it, but I think fans were expecting something on the level of the Mandalorian. And of course we didn't, I don't think we got quite what we were expecting. Um, Boba Fett brings a certain reputation and a certain amount of ruthlessness and we got something different. It made sense. Um, the story was just one of those that I was kind of trying to figure out exactly why we got what we got with Boba Fett, but we got what we got and Obi-Wan Kenobi is on deck now. So we're waiting with bated breath for that, but Bryce Dallas Howard being so close to Ahsoka, it really got me thinking, okay, it's like, is she maybe being groomed to being one of the next big time players behind the scenes with Star Wars? It feels like it. She has a pedigree. She is Ron Howard's daughter, of course. And it's a it's a very interesting thing that she has. I mean, she's she's an actress. She's a full blown blockbuster actress. I mean, she was she's going to be in the new Jurassic Park film. She's been in all. She'll be on all three of the Jurassic World films. Um, and of course, the first time I think we saw her was in the village, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. And then she was also Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3 a long time ago, it feels like. But yeah, she seems like she knows what she's doing. And of course, she directed Bo-Katan's episode of, of The Mandalorian Season 2. And of course, she directed one of the, I think, the first Mando episodes in the Book of Boba Fett. And everyone's just clamoring now for her to, to direct a film or get a trilogy. So, 
her referencing the Clone Wars, and we got news that there is going to be a director um, associated to to Ahsoka Tano, the Ahsoka Tano series on Disney Plus. That's not Dave Filoni. A lot of people were surprised that that Dave Filoni is not going to direct every single episode. It makes sense that he's not going to direct every single episode because simply because he's the he's the head creative director for Lucasfilm, and there's three of them actually. It's it's not just it's not just Dave Filoni. There's Doug Chang, and there's also another person I forgot, but um, she's moving up. She's she's right there in the mix. That's what that interview basically tells me. So I'm just kind of. Looking to see, kind of like Palpatine, I'm gonna watch her career with. Uh, I forgot what the line was in, in the Phantom Menace. I've been meaning to to watch the Phantom Menace, um, but I just haven't had the time. But that is my favorite prequel. I think everyone that listens to the podcast actually knows that. So yeah, if you have any questions for everyone that's watching, um, feel free to type them in. Any questions about the podcast? This is gonna be a more relaxed podcast. It's just me. I think Ray and Colin might show up later on. It is Easter Sunday, so I wasn't really expecting to do a podcast, but a couple of items came up. And of course, on my Facebook feed, uh, Celebration Memories popped up. And I know I talk about how Star Wars hijacks Christmas. And for me, being an adult now, it's fine. Because, I mean, when you're a kid... At least when I was a kid, I would look forward to presents during Christmas. And when Star Wars gives us a Christmas release, that's like my gift. And I've talked about that many times. But for Easter, it seems like Celebration has hijacked Easter in the past. Because I remember when I was in Orlando, I believe it was Orlando in 2017, essentially the genesis of the podcast. Um, I remember it was Easter Sunday and I was on the celebration showroom floor and <laughs> some guy came dressed in as a, as a Frank, the bunny from Donnie Darko. It's one of my favorite films. And he was handing out Easter eggs, like custom Easter eggs. And it was kind of creepy and funny at the same time. But the, the one memory that came across my timeline on Facebook was, when I got into line for the costumes, the costumes at Celebration in 2015 at Anaheim. So I was in line and I saw a couple people with the VII, the Roman numeral caps, and I knew that only crew and production were were people that, that could obtain those caps. And unless someone made a custom cap, which... I mean, yeah, possible, but I was thinking, okay, well, I'm in line with, like, actual crew. And it felt like I shouldn't have been in that line because I didn't know how to get into the convention center. I was walking around, and at that time, they had just done the big The Force Awakens panel in the big arena that's tied to the, con- to the convention center. And I was... I was mourning the fact that I wasn't in there. We we got we got there just late. We 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 were in the shuttle on the way to celebration, and I didn't know how to get in. I just saw doors on the side, and I just tried a door, and it didn't work. And I tried another door, and it didn't work. 
And then I saw people going through another door that looked very similar to the doors that I was trying because there's doors all along all along the window wall side of the convention center. And I was able to go in and I was like, okay, well, I got my badge. They know I paid for a celebration. I'm just going to walk in. So I walk in and there wasn't a lot of people because everyone was in the arena watching the Force Awakens trailer. Um, I had seen it on my phone already. So simultaneously, as they're showing it, as JJ was on stage, I was right outside the arena watching it on my phone, which is kind of kind of heartbreaking in a way. But I made my way inside the convention center, and there was a line forming. And I'm trying to remember if they had like cardboard signs on those like tripods. You know, you've seen them when you go to convention halls, and uh, just a signage for celebration. So. I got in that line and I saw costumes. I was like, might as well just do it. Um, Cause I knew the panel was over. There's no way I was going to attend the panel. Cause it just basically it ended. That was my kind of assumption there. So it ended up being, I was like maybe the 15th person in that line. And I got to see some of the very first, I was one of the first civilians to see the force awakens costumes, the Kylo Ren, the models of the Falcon and the new X wings. And they had some, I I believe they had, I'm trying to think, I've seen so many mock-ups of costumes now. They they had the Flame Trooper from The Force Awakens. And I want to say they had some of the people from Jakku, they had some of their costumes there. But I took pictures, I've I put them on my Instagram, and they pop up every year, every year this time, time of year comes around. So that's what it seems like Easter is evolving to mean to me. It's celebration time, and we're gonna get Kenobi. And it's it, we all. I think we all know this, um, but the series has been pushed back from from May twenty fifth. If you don't know, yeah, I guess you've been living under a rock. Uh, but yeah, our whole kind of mentality, or at least mine, is I'm actually driving from South Texas to. Anaheim, which is, I believe, like 1,500 miles. Um, So I wasn't sure where and when I was going to watch that Kenobi show. But now since it's going to be moved to Anaheim, or to to, uh, Friday, um, I think think Colin, myself, James, Ray, Matt, we're all pretty much going to watch it together. And Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't work out. Um, yeah, James James lives in Anaheim. And I'm not quite sure what we're going to do, how we're going to meet up. Uh, that's still to be seen. But, yeah, I mean, Celebration's a month and a week away from this point, And it feels like it's next weekend. I mean, time, the older you get, it seems that the faster time moves and it feels like we'll be live streaming before I can even blink. Um, I know James is really gung-ho about streaming from the convention floor. I know we're going to stream on all of our social media platforms. Of course, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, um, Patreon Live if you're a patron. Thank you so much for for being a part of that and helping us um, purchase the swag that we have. 
I'll be giving out these coins. As you can see here, if they're on YouTube, it's a double-sided coin, and I know they glow in the dark. So if you see us on the convention floor, don't be afraid to approach us. And one of our um, listeners, uh, RFB, says, Happy Easter. Happy Easter, man. Thanks, thanks for contributing. Thanks for all the likes and all the follows and all the shares on, on Twitter. Um, I'm definitely going to send some stuff to you. I know you gave me your address. I'm probably going to mail it out this week. Last week was just super crazy, super jam-packed. But hopefully all this stuff reaches everyone. And if you are a Patreon member on our highest tier, you will be getting all the swag that we're going to hand out at Celebration. So you can look forward to that. Um, RFB is asking another question on YouTube. Any other stuff? Crew on or near the left coast near James? Um, It's just James. It's James, and then if you move from west to east coast, it's James, and it's me, then Ray, and Colin, Matt, and Brooke, Mason, Josh. They all work at Disney World, so they all live in Florida. But yeah, we're super psyched about it. But back to what, uh, I know we're on tangent there, uh, back to what Bryce Dallas Howard said. I mean... I know we're all hoping that we're going to get some type of flashback in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, some type of Clone Wars flashback. I mean, if if we don't get that, it's going to be it is going to be a disappointment because they've had all this time to accumulate everyone's wants and opinions and desires on social media. All the fans have been requesting a flashback, something live action Clone Wars. I think that's that's more or less what the Darth Vader aspect was in Rogue One, I think. I mean, once you see Clone Wars era stuff in live action, that's all you're going to want to see. You're not going to want to see Obi-Wan in the desert just like looking through his binocs at, at Luke Skywalker, 10-year-old Luke Skywalker. I mean, you're going to want that stuff all the time. And it's... It's curious to me why they're not doing a Clone Wars live action show. I mean, that's that seems like a no-brain slam dunk concept to me. Um I don't know what what barriers are in the way, what blockades are in the way to do that, but that seems kind of like one of those things like yeah, you just you just do a live action Clone Wars. I know we got the animation stuff, but for me personally, I'm not sure about everyone else on the podcast. I would want to see a live action Clone Wars. I mean, you and Hayden aren't getting any younger, you know. And to see a live action Ahsoka, I mean, those are three of the major characters right now in Star Wars. Obi-Wan, Vader, and Ahsoka. The more you talk about it, the more I think you'll convince yourself that... That's something you want to see. And I know there's a ton of animation fans for Clone Wars, but live action would just be the best. And at the time, of course, Star Wars, George Lucas and Filoni wanted to do animation. George Lucas is a huge fan and a huge proponent for animation. So 
they broke they broke boundaries in animation for TV. And I know Josh Robert Thompson talked about it on a couple podcasts ago, but people would tell George Lucas, this is impossible. You can't do it. And then George Lucas would say, well, then we're going to do it. Go do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. And to me, that's really one of the the kind of personality traits that George Lucas and just his overall attitude about things. He he never accepted we can't do this for for a final answer. I mean, he did what he wanted to do. And he had that as a young man with Star Wars. If he didn't have that, if he would have settled with the footage that he had and this the effects that he had, Star Wars really wouldn't be Star Wars. And that's that's just an incredible thing. And now we have this new generation of filmmakers with Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And I just really hope that at Celebration we get to get into that panel with uh, Favreau and Filoni, I believe on Saturday. Now, there are rumors about other panels happening. There's, of course, the 20th Celebration, the 20th year anniversary of Attack of the Clones. For a long time, Attack of the Clones was not a film that was kind of talked about glowingly. <laughs> it was always, I think there's a good like decade where Attack of the Clones was mentioned as the worst Star Wars film ever. For me personally, I don't think about Star Wars films as the best and the worst. It's kind of strange. Star Wars, it's like its own thing aside from all cinema for me. and. I know the anticipation for that film was huge because we all knew Yoda was going to be in a huge lightsaber battle. So once that happened, it was it was shocking. It was unbelievable to me. And I did order one of the 20th anniversary hats, and that's still on its way. I haven't gotten any merch. I haven't seen anyone online saying they got their merch for celebration uh, for the 20th anniversary. I know James bought a t-shirt or two. Um... But yeah, you'll probably see me wearing that hat. I'll get the hat in Texas and wear it on the drive up to California. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to the big surprises. I really hope that they don't do the celebration and not drop some bombs on us like we're going to do a new trilogy with Taika Waititi or something along those lines. And Taika comes out and he explains what the story, give us an outline, what it is. And I mean, tell us I've been working on this for the past five years. And I really want some surprises like that. And <clears throat> I know that first panel is going to be 90 minutes long on Thursday. And... We're going to get Obi-Wan stuff, Spectre and Andor trailer. Um, we're also going to get news, I'm pretty sure, on the Bad Batch. And there's rumors that there's going to be a Bad Patch uh, Season 2 panel. Which, that whole timing and scheduling thing is kind of weird. Because of the fact that Bad Batch was supposed to premiere um, now, essentially, this spring. Um And of course, we all know it didn't, so we're kind of wondering, okay, well, when is it going to drop? So, 
we should be getting a panel and we probably will be getting an update Thursday. Thursday should be a huge news day. That should be the day that we're just going to be like our heads are spinning podcast wise because there's going to be so much to talk about, so much to speculate on. I wouldn't be surprised if Patty Jenkins, Taika Waititi, um, maybe even Ryan Johnson of all people might roll across that stage. I know I was on Twitter and um, at Stuff Pod and I asked all of our followers what would be the most surprising thing to see roll across the stage at Celebration. And my opinion was Ryan Johnson. If Ryan Johnson shows up and talks about his trilogy, I know for a long time on the podcast we've been kind of debating and saying that, well, maybe... Maybe that trilogy is never going to happen. We all know kind of Ryan Johnson's professional career where he actually signed with Netflix to get $100 million to do the next two Knives Out sequels. And I think he signed a deal with them. And he has his own production company as well, so he's running that. So how is this guy going to do another series of three films? That's the big question for me. And according to reports, he was going to do them from scratch. So doing something from scratch, three trilogies, is is a feat beyond. I mean, you, you look at George, George Lucas didn't even do it. I mean, as far as directing, apparently Ryan Johnson was going to direct all three. And then it came out that, no, he's going to just direct the first one and just write on all of them. And then we pretty much heard nothing. And then, of course, when we saw Ryan Johnson on red carpets, he would say, yep, we're working on it. And that's pretty much it. So um, somebody brought up, oh, well, what if Samuel L. Jackson walks across the stage? That would be crazy, too. And, of course, I mean, he's a he's a Star Wars alumnus. So, I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be that big a shock, but I mean, everyone's kind of expecting him to to maybe show back up as Mace Windu some way, somehow. Of course, he's been trying to get a role as Mace Windu back back in the show, but um, that'd be great if he shows up. I think I think we need to see more people show up. And Natalie Portman is actually an option. She's back in the Disney family and Thor 11 Thunder. She's the, um, I forgot what the, what the name of the character is, I guess. Um, I don't know. Somebody help me in chat, but she is in that new Thor film. So she's right across the hall. She could reprise her, her role in, and possibly Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and of course, we don't know what the strategy was behind moving those two Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes to Friday instead of May 25th, which is the 45th anniversary of Star Wars. We don't really know why they did that. Um, there's a lot of speculation there. But I think it helps the celebration goers out a lot um, because everyone's going to be arriving that day. And of course, since it's coming out on Friday you'll be awake during Thursday and just stay up and hopefully at midnight Pacific time, which will be, we'll be able to watch 
uh, those episodes. Um, I will probably have a huge reaction to that. So um, I have a video, actually, of uh, Rupert Friend uh, being interviewed, and I'll play that now, and uh, we'll talk about it after I air this. And finally, just quickly, uh, we've seen you in maybe in the trailer for a certain Star Wars thing. Uh, you can't tell us anything, I know, but how excited should fans be for, for this? Because they went a long time to see you and, and Hayden back in these roles and back on, back on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's possible to be any more excited than folks already are, I, I would be. I, I think it's one of the most uh, thrilling additions to the Star Wars canon. I think Ewan McGregor is doing things with that role that is a dream for fans of the original films. You know, we can't obviously have Alec Guinness back, but um, I just think Ewan is an absolute born to play that part. And wonderful cameos from people I obviously can't tell you, but Easter eggs galore. And um, yeah, it's a thrilling ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching. So yeah, Easter eggs, cameos galore. Um, who do you guys think could be the cameos that he's referring to? Um, I've tried to stay up on all the spy reports, and I don't think I've heard much in regards to special cameos, but, I mean, they're on Tatooine. Um <clears throat> So, who could show up? I mean, I don't want to say Liam Neeson because Liam Neeson is, yeah, he has to show up. There ain't no way he's not showing up. That would be a tremendous failure in in Star Wars writing if he doesn't show up. I mean, he has to be. And a lot of people want to debate the fact, well, I mean, he could only be a voice since he didn't complete his training. But I mean, Anakin showed up as as a full fledged ghost, and what real training did he have? Uh, according to Wikipedia, um, it talks about how Yoda and Obi Wan helped him complete his training. Um, so that was like basically when he was a part of the Force and came back. Um, and to me, with my business hat on, I think Liam Neeson's too big of a star not to show up as a Force ghost. I mean, even it, if it comes off as kind of like a retcon type of situation, kind of like moving Kylo Ren's scar to the side. I mean, in The Force Awakens, it's right down the middle between his eyebrows. And then The Last Jedi, it's over his eyebrow. So, I mean, they've done stuff like that in the past. And it, it's not that big a deal. People didn't make a big deal of it. Because, I mean, of course, all the other controversy that came about with The Last Jedi. But still... And um, yeah, RFB's typing here. Uh, out of curiosity, what y'all taking along as a playlist on your hyperspace jump to Cali? Audiobooks, pod shows. Well, I'm going to go with one of my good friends. And uh, we we flew to 2015 Celebration Anaheim and we drove to Orlando. And that was a long drive, man. It was an insanely long drive. And... I don't really know what we're going to do. I mean, I have a music playlist. Um, I know last time we drove, we just had a playlist. We didn't do audiobooks. We talked a lot about different stuff. Um, he's a huge Star Wars fan as well. He He's taken three or four uh, screen-accurate costumes. Um, so, yeah, he's he's just as big a Star Wars fan as all of us. Um, 
so yeah, just basic, just the, our basic stuff we listen to. Um, if I was to choose an audiobook, I would probably go with Lords of the Sith. That and Catalyst. I know Catalyst is basically the prequel to Rogue One and really kind of highlights and and really kind of fleshes out what Rogue One was all about. And I should have read it when I had the chance before Rogue One. Everyone was saying, read the thing before you go see this movie. It'll change your perception of Rogue One. And I still haven't done it, but I know it's a great book. Um, and I know James Lucino is a great author. And I started listening to um, his Sith book, and it was very interesting. Um, I haven't completed it, but it's it's very, very detailed. And I know it's a book, but I mean, there, there, there's a whole lot of talk about anatomy and... Um, of course, Darth Plagueis. Um, or actually, the book I'm referring to is actually Darth Plagueis, not Lords of the Sith. I believe that's a different book. But yeah, the Darth Plagueis book, apparently that's that's a really great book as well. Um, RFB says, no clue, just who as a cameo we may see. Maybe Kitster? I know that's always like the running joke. Maybe he's an adult, and maybe he plays a bigger role in an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Maybe we see Watto. I mean, everyone's favorite Toydarian. Yeah, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon for sure. I mean, the dude's got to be there. I mean, that's it's almost like the worst-kept secret in Hollywood. And RFP agrees uh, with me that Catalyst was a great one. Yep, Plagueis too. Plagueis was fantastic. So yeah, it, it seems like they picked the right guy to play the Grand Inquisitor. And I believe we spoke about this on the podcast before, but Jason Isaacs did the voice for the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. And apparently, I've heard people... Um, that run websites, uh, I'm not going to say who, but um, they've kind of gotten the notion that Jason Isaacs doesn't, it was probably not the best person to bring back for Star Wars because he's been heard saying that he doesn't care about Star Wars, so don't ask me questions about Star Wars. He says he knows nothing about the story. So essentially he was there to get a paycheck. I, I don't know for sure. That's just what I've heard. So uh, don't quote the Star Stuff podcast on that. But, yeah, that could be wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, I never had a really close connection to the Inquisitors um, and Rebels. So, it's just one of those things. Um, and, of course, people people want to talk about the Inquisitor's head. Which, I mean, it's interesting to talk about. I mean, you would think you'd be able to put on just that prosthetic on top and and just simply do the action with it. I mean, it's just an elongated head, but I don't know. Um, I was taking a look at uh, an article uh, about that interview that Rupert Friend did, and I believe there was more uh, detail 
on that. Um, and this is coming from StarWarsNewsNet.com. And I'll read the article here. Um, it says, with Obi-Wan Kenobi barely a month away from release, we are getting more details from several people involved with the show every week. Rupert Friend, who plays a Grand Inquisitor, is currently promoting his latest Netflix series, Anatomy of a Scandal. He was briefly interviewed by Hey You Guys, the interview I just showed you, at the world premiere of that series, and was naturally asked about the upcoming Star Wars Disney Plus show. Um, Friend teased that Ewan McGregor does uh, things with Kenobi role that will be a dream for fans of the original films. He also said that we should expect some cameos in Easter eggs. And I played that interview. And there was a little bit more. If I can find it here. It says, this isn't the first time Friend has been asked about the project recently. Speaking of BBC's The One Show, he discussed how much he would sweat while wearing the Grand Inquisitor costume. That's interesting. He would also go on to speak about the symbiotic relationship between the Star Wars fans and the people making Star Wars. I'm glad he understands that. For people who are not familiar with Rupert Friend's acting abilities, Anatomy of a Scandal will give you the perfect introduction to his wide range and will undoubtedly get you excited for his portrayal of the Grand Inquisitor. So that's interesting that he brings up how much he's sweating that costume because a lot of people have issues with what he wore. So, yeah, that was on StarWarsNewsNet.com, which is a site that I do trust. So maybe that'll give us some insight into... I think he's he is wearing a prosthetic, but it's not as elongated as we all wanted. And, of course, he doesn't have the ridge lines like that species has in his face as prominent. If you really zoom in, you can actually see those lines in the Grand Inquisitor's face in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. But, I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to be that big a story or, or make that big a difference. So, um, in other news, I don't think we talked about this much, but um, RFP brought up Bespin Bulletin, and they ran a story that talked about how Giancarlo Esposito Esposito says the Mandalorian season three is going to release this summer. So none of us, I think in our space thinks that's actually true. And that's actually going to happen. It'd be incredible if that happened. And that'd be incredible if they announced that during star Wars celebration, but we're all assuming it's going to happen fourth quarter of the calendar year. And he was on the rich Eisen show of all places talking about this. And yeah, and he dropped it kind of like very like flippantly, you know. I mean, he just said, "Yeah, it's it's um, the Mandalorian's third season recently wrapped." Um, and I'm trying to find his quote here, but uh, yeah, he basically says, "Yeah, it's going to come out this summer," and um, he says, "You'll get it soon." I've got a few little things to do in regard to that to put some finishing touches on what I do. I believe it'll be sometime this summer. So date uh it says no date set yet but coming soon which i mean we we should get a mando panel at celebration um but giancarlo esposito if you could get an autograph of him if you could talk to him super down-to-earth guy he gets it he's he's a guy that you want in star wars he's a guy you want interacting with the fans very intelligent very articulate 
my opinion, one of the greatest act, living actors today. And he's awesome as Moff Gideon. And his story's not over yet. We get to see more of Moff Gideon's villainy and scum. So, I think we're all kind of just waiting for The Mandalorian Season 3. <laughs> Hopefully, Obi-Wan Kenobi is great. That hits, and then maybe we get The Bad Batch Season 2. That's a big hit, and then we get Mando Season 3. Maybe we can get maybe three out of four <laughs> for this year. But another big news story. I don't think we spoke about this. It dropped, I think, a week ago. Was the fact that, and this is also, I'm reading this off of Bespin Bulletin, but there's a rumor that Visions will have a panel at Celebration. It might be on Friday. Um, and that this is not official, but... A season two for Visions might be announced at Celebration. And according to rumors and speculation here, we will get the same studios that worked on Vision season one, as well as newer studios from, from Asia working on season two. And... For me, I don't think Visions gets enough respect, actually. A lot of people... I know we haven't given them, I think, the respect that the, that they're due. Um, simply because we don't really talk about that show on Disney+. Plus. But, I mean, there were some very unique... A lot of unique storytelling came into play. And um, we all know that there was a novel written for that first episode for the Ronin. And... It's I want to say I liked just about every single episode. There was not really one episode that I disliked. For me not being a really big fan of anime and animation in general, I mean they were all watchable for me. Um maybe it has something to do with the fact that Star Wars animation is is really good first of all. But then again, it's 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 a new. This is under the Disney banner. This is approved by Kathleen Kennedy, and some of these stories are just. It, it did run the gambit. Some of the stories were good. Some of these were great, and some of these were really really memorable. Um, I know that first episode, the the animation style was just awesome, and I believe Lucy Liu was the voice actress for the female Sith. And the twist that we get in that storyline was really cool. And see, I'm a big live action guy. I wouldn't mind getting some of that live action. That would be really awesome. I guess for me, the pinnacle of Star Wars is live action. Because that's where it all started. And that's that's kind of what I fell in love with. But yeah, RFB on YouTube right now. He's saying that Mando Season 3 just finished their shoot just weeks back. A few weeks till summer ain't enough time to post production to put up to watch. Yeah, that's that's basically our thinking. I mean, the post production stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Even when they do complete it, they forget helicopters and jeans people and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things. Um, hopefully, we do get 
the Mandalorian season three. I know the best it's it's kind of unfortunate, but it's also simultaneously great that the the two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett that people love the most were the <laughs> the I believe chapter six and chapter seven with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, of course, Grogu. Which is a weird thing, but um I mean, I didn't mind it. It's all Star Wars. It's all one big story. Um, but yeah, the lore they dropped with the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett was terrific. It was, it was interesting. It moved the story forward. And <clears throat> I don't know if there's people out there that didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett that were Mandalorian fans. Because they're going to be thoroughly confused when the Mandalorian Season 3 starts out and Grogu and Dinjar and her together, and they're like, "Well, where's Luke Skywalker at?" So my buddy that I'm going to go to celebration with, he has a very strong opinion about the use of Luke Skywalker in the TV shows. And for me, the deep fakes for the Mandalorian for Luke Skywalker, especially, of course, at Mando season two, the finale, it was it was not great. It was not good. I think we were all just kind of in shock. With the fact that the utilization of Luke Skywalker actually happened. And everyone was just guessing that was the big thing the week leading up to that finale for Mando Season 2. Was who's going to show up in the end? Was it going to be Cal Kestis? Was it going to be Mace Windu? Was it going to be Plo Koon? And I think a lot of people had their fingers crossed that it was going to be Luke Skywalker. And of course, the deep fake or the computer render rendering of of Luke's face on that actor that they used wasn't great. But then again, they attempted it and they put Luke Skywalker back in current Star Wars, which is a great thing to me. I know I was like really disappointed with Luke in the last Jedi, how we got like almost zero action with him. And for me personally, waiting all those years and then we get Luke that doesn't want to be a Jedi was just heartbreaking and some ways a waste of his of Mark Hamill's life in a way, you know? I mean, we waited all those years and that's what we got. But anyways, I digress. We, we're getting Luke Skywalker now. And of course, we have a Tales of the Jedi rumored panel happening at Star Wars Celebration. Could be Friday. And none of us know what it is. It could be animation. It could be live action. It could have to do with the Dark Horse comics. It could have to do with maybe following Luke Skywalker on his adventures using the deep fake technology. I mean, what could it be? I don't know. There, there's a Tales of the Jedi comic book that a lot of people are fans of. So we might get that. Um, but like I said before, if we don't get... I'm I'm a big fan of surprises, man. Star Wars has the clout. They have just that possibility of people walking up on stage. What if Sebastian Stan walks on stage and just says, have, has anyone heard of any good rumors lately? I mean, it would shock everyone. What if Kevin Feige walks on stage? I mean, that's Kevin Feige's territory right there. He's supposed to produce a new film. We haven't heard much of that. And of course, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, that's a property that we've been wanting for the past 12 years. <laughs> or is it 12 or 10 years? Yeah, I can't do math. But yeah, 2012 was the acquisition of Lucasfilm. 
and it's 2022. So yeah, it's, it's been 10 years. So what will we see at celebration? We will be there, of course. Um, so I will be wearing stuff that looks like this. <laughs> Star Wars stuff t-shirts. And of course, we will have some stickers, some pens. Just come up to us and say, hey, look, yeah, we, we listen. May we have some swag. And if you want to trade some stuff with us, great. If you don't want to, if you simply say, hey, we listen. We got a bunch of stuff. We ordered a bunch of stuff. And thank you so much for contributing to the podcast. It's been it's been great having private conversations with with you guys that listen and hearing your Star Wars stories and just being connected with each other. Um, big shout out to our patrons, Liam, Liam McCallan. He's he's not on here right now in chat, but he's always and it is Easter, so. But yeah, he's also liking, sharing, commenting on all of our stuff on social media. RFB, he's a big champion of Star Wars podcasts and Star Wars in general. He's he's listening right now and contributing. Um, and so so many people, Joseph Joseph Jensen, as well. Uh, he won one of our giveaways. I was happy that he won. Um, big supporter of us. And yeah, we look to do more giveaways. And I think our next one is going to be in YouTube. If you are a YouTube subscriber, you will be automatically entered into our next giveaway. I believe we're going to do it where if you're already a subscriber, you're going to get two entries. And everyone else that subscribes after we announce the giveaway gets one entry. And then on Patreon, depending on how much um, you support us with each month, that's how many... Uh, per dollar, that's how many entries you're going to get. So we're talking about it. We're kind of spitballing. What what can we do? What can we give away? If anyone has any suggestions, um, I would say go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. And you can comment in there and say uh, what we should give away next. Um, we've given away Black Series helmets before. Uh, I don't think we've done lightsabers before yet, but that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, if there's something Star Wars that you'd like for us to give away, let us know, and that'll be our next giveaway. I know it's it's kind of tough trying to like figure out what to do next because I know we have the advantage of people that work at Galaxy's Edge, so we can get stuff from there. Um, if you want Kyber crystals, we can do that as a giveaway. Um, the um, anything from Doc Ondors that, that's still in stock. I know Colin can buy it, and we just give it away. Um, but just let us know, and um, we will definitely try and do um, what you, the listener, wants us to uh, do for you guys. Because, of course, we love talking about Star Wars, and we're on every piece of social media that's popular out there. Instagram, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Twitter. That stuff pod. We're also on TikTok where we have a ton of followers there. I I logged in the other day and I couldn't believe it. We might be do some be doing some live TikToks, so look out for that. Uh, Facebook, we of course we have a page, we have a group, and we do Facebook Live. You can watch our podcast from there. Usually it's more than just me. Patreon at Star Stuff Podcast 2187. 
Now, this is actually kind of a big thing here because we're looking to overhaul our Patreon and definitely produce more content. And I think it's really going to be worth your while to join. Um, but we'll have details on that later on, probably after Celebration over is over and after all the dust kind of settles there. And, of course, you can email us anytime at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions, if you have suggestions on what we should do uh, more for our listeners. I know I saw that comment a while back on Apple Podcasts. We should be doing more. Let us know what you want us to do. We're, we're open to any suggestions. We're um, pretty laid back. If, if we're not doing something that we should be doing, let us know. Um, and, of course... Like I said before, write a review and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because that helps out the podcast tremendously. And you can um, definitely make suggestions there too. And we'll read them for sure. And um, we're also at Twitch at uh, uh, SWSTUFF77. And of course, Colin does play Star Wars games on Twitch. And all right, RFP says he's going to join the Patreon soon. So, yeah, we got a we got a lot of ideas for our Patreon, and um, yeah, hopefully you'll come along for the ride because it feels like we're going to hit a different phase of our Star Wars podcasting here pretty soon. And like I said, it is Easter Sunday. A lot of people couldn't make the podcast, but because um, I mean it is a holiday, but. I wanted to do at least something for you guys and uh, <clears throat> make your commute or your work day that much more tolerable. So my name is David and may the force be with you always.
Thank mm-hmm. you.